Did you know you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Boeing is in talks to buy troubled jet fuselage supplier Spirit Aerosystems. And Elon Musk sues OpenAI, saying it abandoned its founding mission. If this case makes it to court, I mean, we could see a courtroom debate over pretty abstract concepts like how dangerous is AI and what constitutes so-called artificial general intelligence and does ChatGPT already meet that threshold? Plus, shares of New York Community Bank Corp sink, reviving worries about the stability of regional banks. It's Friday, March 1st. I'm Anne-Marie Fertoli for The Wall Street Journal. This is the PM edition of What's News, the top headlines and business stories that moved the world today. Boeing is in talks to acquire Spirit Aerosystems, the troubled jet fuselage supplier at the center of quality issues affecting 737 MAX jets. People familiar with the matter say Spirit's hired bankers to explore strategic options and has had preliminary discussions with Boeing, though they may not result in a deal. A tie-up would mark a strategic reversal for Boeing, which split off from Spirit two decades ago. The supplier's been beset by production issues. Spirit's also exploring selling operations in Ireland that make parts for Boeing's chief rival, Airbus. CVS and Walgreens will begin selling the abortion pill Mifepristone in the coming weeks. The pharmacy chain said today they received certification to dispense the pills after a regulatory shift last year that allows brick-and-mortar pharmacies to offer the pill with a prescription. The pharmacies said the pill wouldn't be offered in states that don't allow legal access to abortion through 10 weeks, nor would they be available via mail order. The pill is at the center of litigation before the Supreme Court, which will consider whether the Food and Drug Administration properly loosened restrictions around it. President Biden says the U.S. will begin airdropping humanitarian aid to Gaza in the next few days to help bring relief to Palestinians caught in the Israel-Hamas war. Biden spoke from the Oval Office earlier today. The truth is, aid flowing to Gaza is nowhere nearly enough now. It's nowhere nearly enough Innocent lives are on the line and children's lives are on the line. And we won't stand by and let until they until we get more aid in there. The announcement comes after a chaotic series of events involving a convoy of aid trucks in the Gaza Strip yesterday, where Israeli troops opened fire on civilians. The Israeli military and Palestinian witnesses gave conflicting accounts. Gaza health officials said more than 100 Palestinians were killed and hundreds more injured. Palestinians said Israeli troops opened fire on civilians. Israeli officials said Palestinians were trampled to death by panicked crowds or run over by aid truck drivers trying to escape the chaos, and that Palestinian gunmen had also opened fire. U.S. officials said the plan to drop relief supplies into Gaza signals U.S. recognition that current efforts to address the humanitarian crisis haven't been sufficient and reflects the pressure on President Biden to act. Shares of regional lender New York Community Bank Corp. fell over 25 percent today after the bank disclosed problems with controls, took a $2.4 billion charge, and replaced its CEO. Markets reporter Gina Heeb has more details. NYCB has been in disarray the past month since they disclosed that they had a big quarterly loss and they slashed their dividend. On Thursday, the bank said that it had found material weaknesses in some of its internal controls around the way that it monitors and assesses its loan books. 
And NYCB has a lot of commercial real estate in those books. And that was already a big concern because that sector is under pressure. So now hearing that there are potential control issues, investors are worried. NYCB's troubles revived fears about the stability of regional banks a year after a string of high-profile failures. Coming up, why Elon Musk is suing OpenAI and its CEO, Sam Altman, and what it could mean for the future of the technology after the break. Hey, what's news, fans? Listen up. Did you know you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite What's News episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You get access to other fan-favorite shows like The Daily, Up First, and Fox News Rundown ad-free as well. Amazon Music has all you need to stay up to date on all things newsworthy by offering the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or visit amazon.com slash what's news. That's amazon.com slash what's news. It's just that easy. Silicon Valley investors and startups are joining the race for hypersonic weapons, which the U.S. military has struggled to figure out. China and Russia already have them ready for use on the battlefield. Hypersonic aircraft and weapons travel at least five times the speed of sound, or 3,800 miles an hour. Venture capitalists have invested more than $500 million into U.S. startups working on the systems in the past two years. That's according to a Wall Street Journal analysis of data from PitchBook. Technology and national security reporter Heather Somerville told our Tech News Briefing podcast this is a big pivot for VCs. It's really notable for a couple of reasons. Going back the past two decades or so, really since the dot-com boom, if you just look at hardware, difficult, expensive hardware systems, not even with military applications, that's not been a sector where there's been tremendous venture capital interest. Software is eating the world, as Mark Andreessen said, and the dollars followed software. They followed social media, consumer-facing apps, and business-facing software. That's really been the focus of VC for the past couple of decades. The second reason it's notable is just it's probably one of the most ambitious and unlikely ventures into this military tech space. As VC gets more deep into defense tech, this is really quite a stunning evolution in their enthusiasm for building tech that they hope the military will buy. A Defense Department spokesman said the Pentagon's hypersonic strategy isn't based on trying to match China or Russia, and it shouldn't be compared with any other country. A long-simmering feud between tech industry titans is escalating, this time over the future of artificial intelligence. Billionaire Elon Musk has sued OpenAI and its CEO, Sam Altman. And it's a big allegation. Musk claims they broke the AI company's founding agreement by giving priority to profit over the benefits to humanity. The lawsuit filed late yesterday in San Francisco pits one of the world's richest people, Musk, against the world's most valuable company, Microsoft, a major backer of OpenAI. The battle also touches on a core debate over AI. How scared should we be as the technology's capabilities grow? Here now with more is Wall Street Journal technology reporter Sam Schechner. Sam, thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. 
Sam, could you remind us of Elon Musk's history with OpenAI and what he's after with this lawsuit? Well, Elon Musk is one of the founders of OpenAI, um, along with Sam Altman and and others. It was started in part as a counterweight to Google, which was very powerful in AI at the time, and also was based in part in Musk's idea that AI could become very dangerous to humanity and should be controlled by an entity that is serving all humans, not just the for-profit interests of one company. Now, as the lawsuit portrays it, Elon, over time, started to clash with Sam Altman and others over becoming for-profit, finding other ways to make money. Um, He thought that that wasn't a good idea, according to the lawsuit. And eventually, in 2018, he stepped down from the company's board, and he continued to supply funding but he drifted away from the company and, and now has a rival company called XAI. So he is a competitor with OpenAI at this point. Does that play some role in motivating this lawsuit? That's hard to say. It's certainly not in the text of the lawsuit. But, you know, it's not unusual for commercial competitors to attack each other in court. Musk didn't respond to a request for comment. How are OpenAI and Sam Altman responding? Well, OpenAI declined to comment on the lawsuit. But Sam Altman has said that the company takes its safety obligation seriously and that the technology should be developed with great caution. The company still stands by its mission to make AI for the benefit of humanity. I think they would say that there's a free version of ChatGPT for everyone to use. As for Microsoft, Microsoft isn't a party to the lawsuit. And finally, Sam, what is at stake here? The allegations in Musk's lawsuit really get to the heart of the debate over AI that's going on among policymakers, people in the tech industry, and sort of the public at large. Well, if this case makes it to court, I mean, we could see a courtroom debate over pretty abstract concepts like how dangerous is AI and what constitutes so-called artificial general intelligence and does ChatGPT already meet that threshold? Those are the kinds of allegations that are made. And and if Musk gets his way, OpenAI could be ordered to become a nonprofit or Microsoft could lose its license to use the most advanced version of ChatGPT. There's a long way to go between now and such a court order. You know, lawsuits often shoot for the moon when it comes to what they're asking for in terms of relief. And there could be a settlement. There could be plenty of other things in between. But it would certainly be fun if we saw Sam Altman taking the stand and answering some of these questions. That's Wall Street Journal technology reporter Sam Schechner. And finally, Wendy's got a lot of negative attention this week after a slew of news articles saying the fast food chain was implementing surge pricing. It all started with a mid-February earnings call, where the company's new CEO, Kirk Tanner, said Wendy's would begin testing features like dynamic pricing as early as next year. The detail was pretty much glossed over at the time, but led to quite a backlash this week when headlines began comparing Wendy's strategy to that of ride-hailing company Uber, which raises prices due to heavy demand. It all forced Wendy's to put out a statement saying it wouldn't beef up prices for burgers and disavowing that it intends to use surge pricing. Our Heard on the Street columnist Spencer Jacob says it probably could have been handled better. Surge pricing is something you think of with Ticketmaster or Uber, also airlines. Airlines have done it for decades. It's a fairly normal thing. Dynamic pricing is a more sort of uh, benign word for it. But it happens in all industries. And for some reason, people seized on this and 
So, you know, Wendy's came out and said, no, we will not be raising prices during busy times. I don't think they expect it to have a PR blowback, but there's a way to frame things that are a positive. So, yes, Wendy's is now focusing on better deals for customers. It says new digital menus could allow it to offer discounts at slower times. And that's what's news for this week. Today's show was produced by Pierre bien and Anthony Bansi. What's News is hosted by me, Anne-Marie Fertoli, and Luke Vargas. Additional support this week from Tali Arbel, Julie Chang, and Alex Osula. Michael Laval wrote our theme music. Our supervising producers are Sandra Kilhoff and Michael Kosmides. Aisha Al-Muslim is our development producer. Scott Salloway and Chris Sinsley are our deputy editors. And Falana Patterson is The Wall Street Journal's head of news audio. Tomorrow, you can look out for our weekly markets wrap-up, What's News in Markets. Then on Sunday, we'll be answering your questions about social media's influence on kids on What's News Sunday. We'll be back with our regular show on Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can listen to this show ad-free on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership? To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.